You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Earlier in Luke, it said that she gave of her finances. She supported Jesus' ministry. She helped wherever she could. She extended herself because she knew where she had been lifted out of the mire, out of the miry clay. She recognized how far she was and that she was an enemy. But Jesus brought her close to God. She drew near and he drew near to her and brought her even closer. Isn't that awesome, guys? She knew that. So she loved. Being grateful changes your perspective and can change your entire life. Mary Magdalene exemplifies this. In today's edition of The Simple Truth, Pastor Dion shares that when Jesus cast out the demons that possessed her, the entire focus of Mary's life changed. She was so grateful for what Jesus had done for her that she became a faithful follower. Pastor Dion teaches that Mary always remembered how Jesus had rescued her and she responded in love and service to him and others. Now here's Pastor Dion in the book of Luke chapter 24 with today's edition of The Simple Truth. Our choices and decisions often take us to dark and evil places. But when Jesus crosses our path, He doesn't condemn us. He doesn't judge us. He doesn't reject us. In fact, here's what Jesus said. Read it with me. It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Jesus is like an EMT. When we call, He rushes to help and heal our injury. And like an EMT, Jesus doesn't care if we are the criminal or the victim. He just wants to save a life. Now, a police officer wants to know, well, how did this happen? Who's at fault here? Who did this wrong? Before we go any further, I want to find out who is the wrongdoer here. But Jesus doesn't. He's like the EMT. It doesn't matter if the guy's the criminal or he's the, the victim. He wants to help and save a life. He came to heal the sick. To help and heal the broken. Right there is a good place to say, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Well, that was Mary. Mary was living with seven demons. Her life was a mess. But she came to Jesus and Jesus delivered her. And from that day, Mary Magdalene became a follower of Jesus. She served Him faithfully. And it's like Jesus said, those who have been forgiven much, love much. Say it aloud. Those who have been forgiven much, love much. And she did. Mary loved, she worshipped, and she served the Savior. 
In fact, earlier in Luke, it said that she gave of her finances. She supported Jesus' ministry. She helped wherever she could. She extended herself because she knew where she had been lifted out of the mire, out of the miry clay. She recognized how far she was and that she was an enemy. But Jesus brought her close to God. She drew near and He drew near to her and brought her even closer. Isn't that awesome, guys? She knew that. So she loved. Loved. But then Calvary happened. The crucifixion, the death, and the burial. A stone was rolled over his tomb. Mary thought death had stolen her Savior. She thought the grave had swallowed her mentor. How could she continue without him? How? Luke goes on and he mentions two men who were struggling with the same kind of despair. Walking away from Jerusalem with a bad case of the Mondays. You know what a bad case of the Mondays are, right? Everybody just go ahead and pout. Go go ahead, give your neighbor a pout. These guys were walking away from Jerusalem so depressed. I mean, they were sad enough to bring tears to a glass eye. That's That's how bad it was. Let's read it. Now behold, two of them were traveling at the same day, on the day Jesus resurrected, to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. So just understand, pause right here, the Passover has happened, Jesus is dead, they were obviously disciples, followers of Christ, but here's what happens. Jesus dies, he's crucified, he's buried, they saw the same stone rolled over his tomb, And now they're walking away from Jerusalem after Passover, disappointed. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which have happened there in these days? You know, like, where have you been? Everybody do it. But don't you love the way Jesus does? He just comes alongside them as they're all busted and all hurt. And he says, hey, why are you guys so sad? And then Jesus said to them, and, you know, they said, well, don't you know what has happened? And Jesus said, what things? What, what happened? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things have happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us when they did not find his body. They came saying that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said. But him they did not see. You'd think there would be at least a spark of hope in these guys, right? I mean, 
Their wood must be wet. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Can't light a fire with that. Has death, darkness, circumstance, pain, difficulty ever made you feel like Jesus let you down? Hmm? Like Jesus abandoned you, forgot you. That's where Mary and these two men were emotionally. They were confused and frustrated, depressed, and feeling hopeless. But the good news is, Jesus didn't leave them there. Jesus appeared to them. Pretty cool. See, Jesus' resurrection promises this. Everybody say it out loud. His presence. They were despondent in despair, discouraged, depressed. But Jesus didn't leave them there. Jesus' resurrection promises His presence. Had Jesus stayed dead, we would go through crisis and storms alone. Without help or hope. But He didn't stay dead. And His resurrection promises that He will not leave us nor forsake us. In fact, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 says this. Read it with me. For Jesus has said, I will never, never fail you nor forsake you. That is why we can say without any doubt or fear, the Lord is my helper and I am not afraid. Because He's alive! Awesome. When Jesus resurrected from the dead, right? He gave, I mean, he's promising his presence. And when he resurrected from the dead, he didn't sneak away from the tomb like a fugitive. Jesus wasn't hiding in the shadows. You know what he did? Jesus visited his followers. He walked with them. He talked with them. He encouraged them. Say it out loud. What did he do? He encouraged. Not only did he share his presence with them, but he encouraged them. Here's the passage. Here's what happens. Then Jesus said to the guys who were walking, you know, and all depressed, Oh, foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, read this out loud with me, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone further. Though they got to Emmaus, and the guys are going to go home. But Jesus says, I'm going further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened. Everybody say, oh. Their eyes were opened and they knew Him. And He vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while He talked with us on the road and while He opened the Scriptures to us? 
So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together still in the safe house, saying, and they said, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. All right, so Jesus, his resurrection, he promises his presence. He visits. He, 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 he shares his presence. But then he also encourages. The Gospel of Matthew says that when Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene, he filled her with joy and peace. That is pretty cool. He filled her with joy and peace. When Jesus appeared to these two pilgrims walking to Emmaus, he filled them with revelation and confidence. Like John Wade would say, be encouraged, pilgrim. Go ahead and say it. Be encouraged, pilgrim. He said, well, who's John Wayne? It's all right. Listen, guys, that's what Jesus does. First, he meets us in our depravity, our depression, and our despair. He meets us. He shares his presence in salvation with us. I love this verse. Psalm 34, verse 4. Read it. God met me more than halfway. He freed me from my anxious fears. When I was desperate, I called out, and God got me out of a mess. That's what He does. So He meets us with His presence. Jesus orchestrated an encounter with a resurrected Savior. And then, everybody said, and then. And that wasn't enough for him. Listen, Jesus didn't just want to step back into their life. He didn't want to just share his presence with them. He wanted to do more. Look at your neighbor and say, he wants to do more. So wherever you were, depraved, depressed, discouraged, in despair, wherever you were where he met you, in fact, let me hear it. Where were you? Where were you? Addicted to coke. Cocaine. What else? Where were you? Worried about your future. Where else? Where did he meet you? Worried about finances. Where did he meet you? Worried about health. Depression. Alone. Depraved. In adultery. I'm going to go ahead and say it for you guys. In adultery. In fornication. You know it. Look at your neighbor and say, you know it. Look at your neighbor and say, you know it. Lying, cheating, stealing. But he met us more than halfway. And he delivered us out. He shared his presence with us. But then he has more. Look, everybody say, he has more. Same with those guys. He met them in their situation of depression, discouragement, despair. He met them, but then he did something. He filled them. Everybody said he did what? He filled them with God's Word. That was the first thing. Everybody said with what? God's Word. With revelation. With understanding. See, once we experience His presence and salvation, the next thing He desires for us is to know more about Him. That's what He wants us to do. Did you notice how Jesus expounded to them in all the Scriptures the things concerning Himself? Jesus doesn't want 
to be a mystery to us. He wants to be known. He uses the Scriptures to reveal Himself to us. His nature, His character, His attributes. So once, we, once He shares His presence with us, the next thing He wants to do is He wants to fill us with His Take Tell us more about Himself. He wants to reveal Himself. His nature. What is something about His nature? He, he is what? Eternal. Everybody said what? Eternal. He is holy. Let me hear a little bit more about His nature. He is ever-present. What else? Everywhere. Never changing. Immutable. Huh? All powerful. Omnipotent. Forgiving. Merciful. Loving. Gracious. Patient. I love it. He is jealous. Look at your neighbor and say, jealous for us. What else? What else? He is sovereign. He is transcendent above all. What else? He is kind, gentle. He is redeemer. Friend. What else? Righteous. He is shepherd. King. Teacher. Everybody say, wow. So, how did you come to know those things? Don't tell me you learned it here. The presence of the Savior encountered you, but then He wants you to know Him more. That He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is transcendent. He is never changing. He is holy. He is Redeemer. You learned it. It changed your life. It transformed your life because you knew more about Him. Wow. And that's what He desires. Now, knowing more about the Lord does something. It gives us comfort and confidence and courage and illumination and stability and faith. Doesn't it? Psalm 119, verse 130 says this. Read it with me. The teaching of your word gives light so even the simple can understand it. Jesus wants every one of us to experience those aha moments. Everybody say those what? Aha moments. Where we see it. Where we can say, He wants us to experience those aha moments about Him. Where we say, I got it. I see it. I understand it. Again, we say, aha. Have you been having some of those moments? I hope so. Aha. But beware, apparently God's Word will give you this. Everybody say it. What? Yes! You know what they call a Jewish man with heartburn? Acidic. 
I'm sorry about that. It was fun. <laughs> Listen, Jesus doesn't want you to be acidic. He wants us to be ignited. Say that word out loud. He wants to be what? Ignited. Jesus wants the word of God to illuminate us and that aha, and he wants it to ignite us. He wants to set our souls on fire. That's what happened to those guys. He shared the scriptures with them, and they're saying, and something happened. Something ignited. Something started. Something is burning on the inside of me now. So Jesus wanted you to experience his presence. He wanted you to experience his encouragement through God's word, those aha moments about him. And he also wants you to be encouraged and ignited with that. Paul explained it like this. He wants you to be a soul on fire. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Wow. That's what's going on on the inside right now. That's what's going on. It, all of a sudden, you hear God's Word. It inspires you into action. And that's what it did with these men. So Jesus, after His resurrection, visited His disciples to encourage them. Everybody say, to encourage them. And then here's the biggest of all. There's one more thing Jesus came to do. His resurrection promises. One is that his presence, his encouragement. But here's the next one. He empowered them. Everybody said he did what? He empowered them with his spirit. We're going to read the verse where it says he breathed on them. Now that's just not, all right? That's not a Benny Hinn kind of thing, all right? That's not what he's talking about. We'll discuss it. He empowered them with the power of his spirit, and he empowered them to take the message and share the truth. And you saw what he had to work with. I mean, that guy looked like, those people looked like the cast of Big Bang Theory. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of. But then look at us. He's entrusted us with the most important message that has ever existed. He has put it in our hands. He's empowered us to be life givers. Wow. Wow. He calls it the ministry, or Paul called it the ministry of reconciliation. Being able to connect people with the Savior. It's a wonderful thing. And guys, I know so many of us, we're wondering what our purpose in life. God, show me the purpose in life. Listen, the Lord will guide your steps. He'll give you a career. He'll bless you with a spouse. He'll orchestrate all of those things. But his real will, you want to know what the will of the Lord is for you? It's that you be empowered and share this message and be a light and continue. That's what our real purpose is. And it is the highest purpose we could ever attain. Working for the living God. But you know why we do it? You know why I do it? I've been forgiven much. 
So I love match. We're so glad that you tuned in today to The Simple Truth. We pray that Pastor Dion's teaching in the book of Luke has given you a new insight into the life of Jesus and brought you closer to Him. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of The Simple Truth or hear additional messages, visit tmcalvary.com. You'll find them under the Sermons tab. You can even experience the video version of these teachings at our YouTube channel. Just follow the link. And don't forget to subscribe. When you do, you'll be notified as soon as we've uploaded new messages that we know will share Jesus' love and truth for your life. Find a link to our YouTube channel at our website. Again, that's tmcalvary.com. Before we end our time with you today, we'd like to offer you the opportunity to be involved in what we're doing here at The Simple Truth. We'd love for you to join us in praying for the people who will be listening to these broadcasts, who may even be hearing about Jesus for the first time. Would you pray that the Holy Spirit would open ears and soften hearts, and that lives would forever be changed? Would you pray also for Pastor Dion and the team here at The Simple Truth? Pray that we always keep our eyes on the Lord, and that we're courageous to follow wherever He may lead. Would you also pray about financially supporting this ministry? Any and all amounts given are useful and greatly appreciated. You can find out more at tmcalvary.com. Just click on Donate. Thank you for praying about this, and thank you for joining us today on The Simple Truth. So let us join our hands and together we stand together.